Welcome, 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 everybody, back to the Owl Nest. We finally did it. We made it through the off season. We made it. We're here. Week one is finally happening. <laughs> it's been too too long. We finally get Overwatch League. It was great. Good Overwatch Two League, I think, is what it's called now. They didn't uh, they didn't update the the name of the league, but it is now Overwatch Two Beta League. It's no longer Overwatch League. <laughs> but we finally got week one, and it was, um, it existed. That was the thing that, that happened, right? It was so freaking hype. So good. I am in a really good mood today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, it was nice seeing the league back, but I mean, it was also nice to see just it played on Overwatch 2. I thought that it it looked it looked and went how I expected it to. I felt like the the overall flow of the broadcast and everything went fairly well with 5v5. Even though it's like I'm pretty sure the overall matches like lasted the same amount of time as they did before, but it just felt it felt the broadcast felt faster, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, I, I I think part of it was just we we had seen so much Overwatch 2, I mean Overwatch 1, mm -hmm. that, and it, it it had gone so long without any sort of big update. Like, you'd have occasional meta shifts, but um, but it was getting a little stale, uh, and I, I think that Overwatch 2 kind of broke that, and I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I will say, though, the broadcast, especially the first <laughs> day, uh, it wasn't the cleanest of broadcast man um, that day one broadcast was, was a little a rough <laughs> and and at first i totally thought it was just my my phone and then my computer you know whatever i was looking at. nope we all got yeah. boomed it was it yeah. was a it was a full worldwide boomage of the broadcast but it was i mean I, it got better as the week went on but i still feel like it wasn't as polished as it should have been yeah. for the broadcast. I mean, and I know that like the 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 production like pipeline is different this year since they like outsourced the actual production of it. So I think I think it was Avast that talked Avast talked about it a bunch. So it's like the production company that's handling production is in like Toronto, but like the Blizzard the the actual like viewing team for the league like views it and then sends the footage to Toronto to the production company. They do their stuff and then they send it back to to Anaheim to the to the team. So it's like there's there's a middleman there. And it was very clear the difference so like when they had the LAN event in San Antonio, that wasn't handled by a third party. It was just there on site. I don't know how much that played into the terrible broadcast production but it was kind of rough that first day, but it got better as the day went on. But overall, like production value aside, I, I felt like the broadcast flow was really nice. Everything yeah. kind of flowed really well. And I think that had a lot to do with 5v5 because 5v5 was just innately faster. Yeah. And, and I felt like all the in-between segments, there was like a new life to it. I feel like the casters seemed a lot more into it. You, you have a lot of new casters mm -hmm. that, that did really great. Um, I, I thought it was, it was really good. Uh, I will say some of the spectator cam, um, <laughs> yeah. the choices were, were kind of odd. And I think part of it is, is they're still trying to figure out the best way to broadcast 5v5 because mm -hmm. it, 
there are certain maps in certain places where like if you're running a doomfist lucio like there's no way to keep everything on camera if you're following first person views and so i i think it'll be interesting to see uh how that evolves and if they're able to figure out some of these bugs and and i think the production itself should be a lot better it should it should get it should get better and and then the same with the the spectator cams because i mean it was just faster it was a faster paced thing and but there was also way less visual clutter because there's just one less tank but then there's not a whole lot of shields outside of reinhardt or sigma when they were played so visually there was less clutter it was faster but it did look like chaos sometimes some of those matches just straight up looked like chaos even though there was like less clutter visually it was so fast and things were just moving all over the place that it was sometimes a bit difficult to figure out what was going on especially with some of the spectator cams not being in the in the place that they should be but i feel like overall production quality aside it was a good introduction to the league for 5v5 i thought it was a very good showing of it and it's only going to get better as time goes on yeah and even one Go ahead. One thing that uh, I thought was kind of a, a cool thing to see was pros playing um, push. Yeah. I, I was interested to see how that would play out as compared to some of the other game modes, and especially as a replacement to 2CP. Two, uh, two um, I, I liked push. I, I thought it was interesting. I think the first couple days of games, it seemed very uh, like if you won the first fight, it was kind of over. Um it was really easy to snowball, but I felt like that that kind of they they kind of adjusted to it by the end, and I think the um the third and fourth day we had a few close push maps. Yeah, I felt like push was still pretty snowbally though. It was like if you if teams were able to get that first checkpoint, the game was it was like over because most yeah. in most circumstances, it, whichever team got that first point first just basically won because it was really easy for them to hold that momentum. So I think push as a game mode might need some adjustments to how some spawns work and even where the points are located. But I didn't feel like it was a terrible first introduction to the game mode. It felt yeah. it felt way more hype to watch rather than what 2CP was, which always just felt like a drag most of the time. But like push in the close matches that happened this week was actually like really fun to watch. And it was very energetic as a game mode whereas 2cp just always felt like it was a game of stall as opposed to just a bunch of fights happening all over the place so push definitely played into the chaotic nature of 5v5 that we saw throughout the week but it was a good good just refreshing take on a game mode because 2cp was it, it way outlived its time so now yeah, we don't and, have to deal with it i know you said uh that you were wishing that i mean you you were thinking that they might need to make adjustments and and that was something i think uh wasn't it aaron that said in in one of the live streams they did like a few weeks ago that they were yeah. potentially adjusting some things and so we we might see some ch rule changes to push before um before the next beta even potentially but um but I think for now, it's definitely better than 2CP. Definitely better than 2CP. And overall, Overwatch 2 just felt it felt good. It felt fun to watch outside of the production value, which has nothing to do with the game itself. So the game showed a lot of promise. And we saw some heroes that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, 
uh, Soldier 76 is, is meta, I guess. I, yeah. When was the last time that was the case? What, 2017? <laughs> like that, yeah. Like and, five uh, years ago? <laughs> it's cool. It's it's. I, I'm okay with Soldier. I, I kind of wish it was Sojourn out of the gate. Yeah, that would have been fun to see, but it, I would rather see a bunch of sh- bunch of soldier than a bunch of like may reaper and stuff like we had last season that's true so it was it was refreshing to see soldier but then you had a more often than not yet a genji running next to him so you had just two like 2017 heroes we've got a really weird looking meta with a on a lucio backline and you're like oh my goodness we're seeing like real overwatch being played it's not just like orissa sigma cuz you, can, you can't do that anymore i felt like yeah. overall we saw I mean, it was a lot of that 76 Genjo, Genji, Winston, Lucio, Ana dive, but we saw yeah. some Doom played by, like, Atlanta and by Houston, and some other teams pulled Echo out instead of Genji, like NYXL, and, like, mm-hmm. Widow was played on some maps. Sometimes they'd run Brig or Bap in the back. I think we saw every support played, if I remember correctly. Even yeah. though it wasn't a whole lot of, like, Mercy, Mercy was still played. And then they also, uh, we saw some Tracer. Yeah. Which was cool. Um... And yeah, so there there was a good amount of variety of uh, Rhine comps <laughs> on some maps by some teams on by every map. certain specific teams <laughs> on every map. And, but it was fun to see Rhine comps. I didn't think yeah. that Rhine was going to be played a whole lot, but some teams just kind of like went with it and ran with it. And outside yeah. of Wrecking Ball being disabled, Arissa was the only tank that we didn't see, right? Yeah, because we saw Devon a select few maps, and Sigma was really played on Circuit Royal along with widow widow was played a lot there as well yeah. so we saw I felt like sigma sigma got brought out a lot on on the widow maps that seems to be what teams were doing whereas if widow was going to be played they would bring out the sigma with her with her outside of like gibraltar so it was yeah. fun to see all the different tanks and we saw some wacky dps heroes from some teams especially on Li Zhang. we saw some cassidy we saw some junk rats some pharah some ash no, like Torbjorn or anything. Unfortunately, we saw Symmetra played, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, but it was just fun. It was fun seeing those kind of comps, but it was also fun seeing Genji and Ana specifically because I feel like those are two heroes that have such a high skill ceiling. And we saw some cracked Anas oh, this weekend. Oh my crazy. goodness! And, and I think the best thing about the crazy Ana play this week is we heard so much coming into the beta and coming into the Overwatch League that supports were going to suck you know everyone mm-hmm. like you look at support queue times right now they're ridiculous and so many people were saying you know supports they're just getting power farmed but i i think this week some of the annas were the most impactful players it was in the game. I, crazy. I think any anytime anyone brought out doom if there was an ana on the other team that was that was good they kind of got hard farmed yeah and and I, I think sleep is showing itself to be, you know, if you can hit those, it's strongest ability in the game right now, potentially. Mm-hmm. And anti-nade. Of yeah, course. it was, it was really nice to see supports not getting farmed. Like it was hinted at, like that was, as you said, that was like the storyline all throughout the beta up until this point that supports were getting hard farmed by DPS, but I felt like it was a pretty even balance. There wasn't any role that felt like it was just carrying the game like to an extent that it was just overpowered it was mainly just if you're good at the hero you're gonna be good so and i think that's exactly what they've had as the design philosophy for this game you know and everything they've said and Mm -hmm. i I know we're mostly just talking about overwatch league on this podcast but i think it shows that the 
the Overwatch team is is making something good here, and, and they really I, are. Yeah, and and it's not perfect at this point. Oh, no, it's not. No, but 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 it's getting there. It is um, definitely getting there. Yeah, and so it's pretty cool to see. It was fun to see all the different heroes that we had, and we don't know how the meta will advance moving into the future. If Doom will come more in than Winston was, but it was mainly Winston or Doom, with Zarya being played on some of the closer maps. Those were like the three tanks that were played a bunch, and Ryan and Sigma were kind of niche. And some teams were bringing out D.Va occasionally. On very few, few points, D.Va was being played, but I feel like it's mostly going to be a lot of those... Zarya Winston or Doom comps with Lucio Ana or Lucio Baff, depending on what you're running. But it was just fun to see a bunch of different comps because even if 76 Genji, Winston, Ana, Lucio is like just everybody plays it, I'm okay seeing that comp all the time because Ana's are fun, Genji's are fun. 76 is, we haven't seen him much in the meta in the last couple years, so it's fun to see him back in the meta. So we'll see how things advance into the future. But enough talking about Overwatch 2 in general, let's actually talk about some of these cracked map well i don't even know what happened this week so let's start with the team that literally just definition branded themselves uh the houston outlaws decided they wanted to do their houston outlaws things and win matches and then proceed to lose matches so i said a lot of things going into this week and i've got to say after their first match I was expecting, I was planning, I even told my wife, I was like, okay, I need to get some green face paint because I was going to go all out and just, yeah, outlaws, you know, and, uh, and then they got, I, like, they so outlaws it, they themselves. did, they did the outlaws thing. Although side note, the battle for Texas being live in San Antonio, even though we weren't so there great. was so fun to watch on broadcast and man, are we, is everybody just ready for live events to come back? I feel oh, like yeah. that really helped the Outlaws in their game against the Fuel because they just fed. They just fed off the crowd and oh, yeah. then proceeded to just take a massive dump all over the Dallas Fuel. It was uh, that that first match. And w- going into it, w- because we were uh, watching a lot of the games together, we were talking as, as we were watching. And, uh, you know, going into it, uh, we were talking about how epic of a match it was going to be and how great it would be. And, and and then I think it was me that was like, what if one of the teams 3-0 <laughs> the, the other? And you even said, you even said, if that happens, Man. it's the fuel yeah. 3-0-ing. If it, I, I genuinely thought there was no that. way Houston did that. And I was like, oh, you never know. Like, yeah, I was on the Outlaws Hopium. I predded them to win, but it was like, if it was if it was gonna be a stomp, it was gonna be the other way. So when the outlaws came out with the the Dawn tank, I don't even like. I don't think anybody expected to see Dante coming out on Doomfist and then do what he did because the outlaws came out on the Doomfist and then just pedaled to the metal and just speed ran the game outside of yeah. Oasis, which was a little close. But all the other maps, they played so aggressive into the fuel that the fuel just like mentally were confused yeah, the, fuel the whole time terrible that whole match there the fuel didn't really have anything that stood out as a redeeming factor like after that i i had to seriously pause and think like why did i put these guys at the <laughs> top of my list and then i looked at their names again and i was like oh that's why but but it's like they got hard they so bad. and i i think it was 
I think it was Avast who was saying he he talked with um, Tasmo. I think that was who he said he talked. And Tasmo was you know one of the the head guys of the the fuel organization of Envy, and was talking about how the it was just nerves. I mean the fuel hadn't. I mean the fuel. No no teams have really played against a live crowd with the other team in the same room, and so I think the fuel kind of couldn't couldn't adapt and were kind of getting nervous on stage, whereas the Outlaws just kind of took it and ran with it. And yeah. so they, they really diffed the fuel. I I mean, Iris just didn't let Sparkle play the video game ever. <laughs> there were some crazy sleep darts, and Pelican just Pelican's picked up. Where he, he, just like, picked, he just picked up where he left off he from 2021. So, he looked so freaking good. Like, pretty much the entire time, there were several times that it was just like, him 1v9ing like it, it was a very good match for the outlaws i did not expect it to be a 3-0 i thought this was the certified banger of the week and it just turned into a stomping and we finish we, everybody we come out of this game and everyone myself included we're all like oh this outlaws team is this like oh number one na like this is the team we're looking and then they decided they didn't want to they didn't want to do that anymore, and they played against the Defiant and proceeded to just drop the spaghetti. I mean, to be fair, they didn't like get bodied, but after their performance against the against the Fuel, we all thought that they were gonna just stomp roll the Defiant, and that is yeah. not what happened. Well, and I think the biggest thing about this match was it, it showed the power of the support, and and we had even talked about the Defiant support line going into mm-hmm. the season as being you know, a couple really cracked players. And and I think they really showed their skill. I, I think they completely handled the Dante Doom. Uh, Doomfist, there were several times, I, I think you even, while watching, you were like, what's Dante doing? Like, he's just, he's feeding. <laughs> Turbo feeding and, into the back line at times. And it looked like it, but but looking back, it was it was a lot of really good sleeps, a lot of really good antis, and and doomfist just wasn't able to do anything and and the uh outlaws just weren't able to yeah it it was they they because in in the match i mean it went to five maps so it wasn't like it was a stomping in defiance favor and so the outlaws were able to take some maps i mean they took king's row and they took midtown as well correct wait that's not what they Uh, played on no they took um they took king's row and then and then they took Gibraltar. That was what they took. Yeah. And like they were right. still playing aggro, but it was Twilight was doing a lot more to shut down Dante than than the fuel were. Like it was just they weren't able to do a whole lot. Like Fielder was not having the impact that Twilight ended up having. And so when Dante would go in, he'd get immediately slept. And then the Defiant started playing Tracer, which they weren't they hadn't done against the Justice. They started putting Finale on the Tracer to help zone Dante out a little bit, and then the Outlaws just couldn't do enough to make it not be effective. Because I mean, I wouldn't say Finale is like a god tier tracer. He's like okay at Tracer. No. But when he's set up so well by Twilight and Muse played out of his mind on the Winston, that the Outlaws oh, yeah. got kind of countercomped. And the problem is as good as they may be at when when they're clicking, I mean, when you're running Dante as your tank, you're kind of you're locked into it. You have zero flexibility whatsoever. If it if you're if the Doomfist isn't working, you can't swap. And so they were just hard locked into the, the Doomfist comp. Yeah, and I I think it's an interesting thought to to wonder 
what it would have looked like if they would have swapped Dante out at some point and put Pig, uh, Piggy in. Um, yeah. Like, I I think the thing with Piggy, though, is that he's only, you know, he's an off-tank player, and I think you'd probably rather have a Doomfist than an off-tank. But the problem is, is that I think moving forward, I don't think one-tricking Doomfist all the time is going to cut it at times. You're going to want the Winston. Yeah, and, and so I, I imagine someone to play Winston. I imagine that they're either having Piggy learn it, or there's a a, a plan to sign someone else. Like I think this the Dante Doomfist, I think, is a good short term solution for right now. While Piggy's trying to learn how to play some main tanks, but it's you're not going to be able to run Doomfist all the time. In fact, by the end of the kickoff clash, it may not work anymore all the time. Well, I think the fact that they lost to Toronto Defiant and it was kind of. I, I'm not saying it's Dante's fault, but I, I think he definitely didn't help in that match to the degree that he needed to. Um, yeah. I, I think it shows that they need to figure something out. I, I hope that they, they have a plan. I mean, and Jake and Junkbuck probably do. I would. There's no way that they don't have plans for you know the future. Like They definitely do, but they, they, the Outlaws do need to try and find a second strategy so that when the Doomfist stops working or even when the Echo stops working, they maybe go Tracer with Pelican. I, I, I trust them to figure it out moving into future weeks, but I mean, next week they play the Shock, so I mean, it's not like they're getting an easy an easy go of things. They need to quickly turn things around because a team like the Shock may be able to punish, if, if Toronto is able to punish it, I'm pretty sure Proper is going to be able to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm worried about the Outlaws moving forward, but I think that they showed that they showed way more strength than we thought they would. But yeah. then the team on the receiving end of that butt whooping are Dallas are Dallas good or are Dallas bad? What what what's your what's your takeaway of the fuel? <laughs> it, it's hard to say. I I guess I've got to say my my favorite moment of the Dallas Houston match. We were watching, and it was Dorado, and I had to leave in the middle of the match. But you had the fuel running Genji, and they had Nanoblade ready, and you were like, Houston doesn't have anything to counter the Genji. <laughs> There's nothing. And I was like, they've got Ana. They've got the sleep. And then I had to leave. And apparently... Right after I left, Genji, Blade, sleep, instantly slept. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I, I think, was it that the fuel played that bad that first match? Kind of. They beefed. It was, it, that was. Like, I don't think not, there's anything. Quiet. I, yeah. I, the thing is, is that I don't know. The, like, the fuel came out just flat, flat, completely dead against the Outlaws. But then but, when they moved against the Justice, it was not – that was not the case. And that's what I was going to say. I, I think they still didn't look, like, super clean against the Justice, but they're working up to it. You know, I, I – you know, they 3-0'd the Justice, which, I mean, it's, the Justice don't look amazing right now, but, but 3-0'ing any team is, is significant in my book. And, and I think – the thing is, is Dallas is, I I think, end of this split. I mean, end end of this tournament cycle, they're going to be a top, top four team still. Yeah, I and the thing with the Dallas Justice with the the Dallas Washington match is that it wasn't Dallas like they they weren't playing 
as the Dallas that we thought they would. But what was more interesting is that majority of the match outside of Li Zhang, they didn't really play the Winston Genji comp. I mean, they were running Reaper Zarya, which was weird because coming into the week, it seemed, or coming into those first couple matches, it seemed like Dallas. I mean, this is it's like that's a Dallas wet dream meta. Are you kidding me? Sparkle Genji, and you're able to play Fearless Winston with Fielder on on like. They couldn't ask for a better meta, but then they didn't play the Winston Genji all the time. They played a lot of Han Benzaria, and then they pulled out Reap they pulled out the Reaper a bunch on Route 66 and on Eichenwald. So they beat Justice 3-0, but it wasn't with the comps that we thought they would be running. And yeah. I mean and they looked great, but it, like they these pseudo rush comps that they were running with the Reaper Zarya relied heavily on ults. It was like, okay, we're gonna build up a nanoblade or we're gonna build up a death blossom, bubble them, and then hope we win the fight. So it was, like, mm-hmm. kind of just a lot of sitting around hoping for ults to come out. And, I mean, they were winning those fights. But it's, like, it's hard to build momentum off of that when you're just waiting for ults to come on. But, I yeah. mean, they played it well. But Justice aren't, like, what I would consider to be world beaters. Even though they beat yeah. Defiant, who beat Outlaws. And that's an odd circle of parody that I don't, don't even want to... don't think about it too much. <laughs> you don't think about the circle of parody that took place. All we know is that Dallas beefed hard against the Outlaws, and I don't know that you can put a whole lot of merit into that match, because I don't think that Dallas are going to play that way again. I think that was straight up a one-off, and they fixed their problems, and now they're good moving forward. So if you were to adjust our predictions going into the season, our power rankings, would you potentially swap Fuel and Outlaws positions at all? Would you... Coming into the season? Well, I mean... Or, like, from... Looking forward, do you put Outlaws above the Fuel? I trust... See, I trust the Fuel to be able to get things together because last year... I mean, it's the same roster, basically, as last year. Yeah. And it, and they're still a good team. I think the Outlaws have more question marks because even though the Fuel beefed hard and they just got 3-0 stomped, I think that that was, that was definitely a one-time deal. Whereas the Outlaws have a history of just dropping the Chef Boy RD yeah. all over the floor well, when in, they in should be mind, favored. In my mind, losing to the Outlaws isn't as bad as losing to the Defiant. No, I don't think it is. So and, and it's so I. Well, I what is what is Dallas's what is Dallas's schedule for the rest of the kickoff clash? Uh, let's pull it up. Um, because I I think I remember they don't have a too terribly difficult schedule if I remember correctly. I know that next week all they're playing okay. is Glads. They're playing Glads Defiant. And then they're playing Paris. They're playing Boston. Well, Glad's Defiant Paris, that finishes the kickoff clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, sorry. Uh, or, um, yeah, so I. Or no, the, the Boston match. Oh, and Boston. Last. So it's like, I those are all winnable games so for Dallas. Boston, Paris, Toronto, if they drop any of those three, then. then yeah, we then, talk, we, then we talk. But I think that they're Glad- showing against Justice. I, I think they're fine. I don't think yeah. that Dallas is, I mean, unless, if they beef again, if they have another match like they did against the Outlaws, then it'll be like, okay, there's something going on here. But because they turned around so quickly and 3-0'd the Justice, I think that they, they're fine. I mean, they are still trying to figure out kind of what meta they want to run because they did not run the Winston Genji comps against the Justice like we thought they would. Like they, But maybe it's just because the they got... See, I, I, after the first day of games, we were like, oh man, this is Dallas's 
world. Like as soon as we saw Winston Gunji as the meta, we were like, oh man, Dallas Fuel all the way. They don't drop a single. Like I was thinking, you know, they they aren't going to drop any maps this split. And then they did to get three would by Houston. <laughs> like, oh man. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust and what what they. I, I think that they'll be just fine. I think that they'll adjust yeah. fine. Well, and I think the fact that they were able to play these different comps and make them look good and and three O someone with these comps that mm-hmm. they aren't quite as known for yeah it's full of of stuff that they should predictably be playing i i think it shows that they have an adaptability that a lot of teams don't have yeah exactly but now moving to another top team that if we're being honest didn't look like they should the gladiators this week i don't know i mean they went 2-0 but like, do you do you did you feel confident about the Glads in their matches? No, like I mean, they they looked okay, but did, was there a single moment that I was like, oh man, this is number one team? No, like no. like they just didn't have that. They they looked okay. They looked like they were playing the game. They were winning. They, yeah, I you know, it's just like. It, they, I don't know. They won, but it was like those wins were like, yeah, they went 2-0, but it's like the, some teams that went 1-1 one one looked better than they did. And I yeah. think a lot of that had to just do with they they had a problem with like just being on the same page, specifically Potapon with Reiner. Potapon yeah. had so many moments in both the, the Boston match and in the New York match where he would stay in too deep for way too long. And then he would get punished, whether that he would just get killed or he'd get put super low and they'd have to invest resources to keep him up. So they played very scrappy Overwatch in a bad way. They didn't play as connected and together as all the other top teams like Shock and Rain and Outlaws and Fuel did when they were playing well. And so I think that a large part, it's, it's a little worrisome. Yeah. That they, I mean, when you drop map, even though they only drop one map, when you drop a map to Boston and New York, that doesn't look too great if you're supposed to be a top three team in the region. Yeah, like you that should not be dropping matches against those teams. I will say their individual performances looked pretty good. Like in a bubble, I felt like Reiner. Oh, yeah, yeah, solid. I I felt like Funny Astro had some some really solid play. I mm-hmm. felt like. Patapan, uh, Patapan, uh, he, uh, I don't know how to pronounce things, <laughs> but he was, uh, he was okay. I, I think he'll adjust, you know? And, and so it's like, I'm not worried. I don't think they'll be a bottom team. No, yeah, no. I, I think, but I don't think they're, I, I think they might fall out of the top four. You know, I, I think they'll fall i i think the the thing with the glads is that i think that they would be beat by the other top teams like they would be competitive but i think that they would they would still lose out just because and unless they get their synergy together if they get if they get the team coordination put together then i think they're great because even though they did look a little shaky like shu and kevster were playing out of their minds which is to be expected i mean shu is a god just yeah. like a lot of the other flex supports we saw this week, Shu was popping off, and Kevster was doing wonders on that on the Genji in the seventy six when he was playing. So they have mm. great pieces, and even Reiner looked really good. But Reiner, it's not like he was playing against top tier backlines. 
So it's I'll be interested to see how he would perform against backlines that could potentially punish him for yeah for the kind and, of play. And I think the next couple of weeks will be really telling. They're playing the Glads and the Shock next week. The Fuel, you mean? Couple, or the Fuel? <laughs> sorry. Oh man. Los Angeles <laughs> versus Gladiators out here. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Uh, and then they're playing London, which is a top team. Of course. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> but then they're they're also playing Atlanta. So the, the kickoff clash, you know, if, if they don't get their, their crap together, there's a chance they won't even make it to the tournament. I, I think, well, I mean, the top eight teams move on. I'm sure they're fine. They just but think didn't... about this. If, if they... If they no, don't try and don't try and bring no, the, no. the look at this. So if they lose to the fuel, uh huh, which the fuel it, it just kind of depends on on which team gets their crap together better by next week. Okay, and then they lose to the shock, who I think is a better team right now. Okay, and then they lose to Atlanta. Okay. Oh my goodness! What a wait a minute! What a schedule. Yeah. Okay, I, there's there's the a, there is there is a universe in which they go zero and three in the next couple weeks. Yeah. and then the um, London wins, of course. So you uh, so there's a world in which they go three and three in the kickoff clash. Yeah, that's a, that's the, a rough uh, slate of the next three it'd matches. Be four and three, I think, because they win London. Or wait, no, no they play yeah, three and three. Yeah, three and if three. If they don't get their stuff together, yeah, they could lose the next three matches. I mean, they'd be close. I just think they've got great individual skill. Just as a team, they need to come closer together because those other teams, like the, their next three games are against teams that have their stuff together outside of Dallas in the one-off match. So yeah. Glads really need to f just work on their teamwork, and I think they'll be okay. But currently, they were definitely the weakest looking of the top teams that played this week. But yeah. there were also there was also... A not a team that we didn't expect to be a top team, but I, mean, I wouldn't say they were a top team this week, but they definitely looked a little surprising, and that's Florida the, the Florida Mayhem. Yeah. What, they, uh, what What were your thoughts on the on the Mayhem this week? I they pl pleasantly surprised, and and you know when we were first talking about Florida, I I knew that they had potential to surprise us because they had a lot of question marks. Um, and yeah, they overperformed in in my book. I I thought Majed looked awesome. I uh, I think uh, Checkmate was really solid. And how he got his... to play DPS and was released from Reinhardt Jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I think you know they they outplayed Paris. That's for sure. They beat on Paris, and I mean Majed, Sir Majed, destroyed Paris. I mean he had. 40 biotic grenade kills and 45% sleep dart accuracy, which is insane for an Overwatch League match. I th the, the the Mayhem have a lot of good pieces. I thought someone played great on that Winston. And on Gosh dang it. Onomo <laughs> <laughs> looked way better than I thought he would. I, I didn't expect Onomo to do as well as he did. And Hydron... I mean, the whole team played very solid against... The Paris Eternal, and even against Atlanta, they were doing doing some things. But uh, then I I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need somebody to tell me what 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 was happening on uh, on Gibraltar. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need somebody to check in on the Mayhem's uh strategy so room because I'm gonna not I I I'm, I'm not a fan of the Roadhog on Gibraltar. I don't know about you, but so look look here's here's the thought is um I'm waiting. It was uh it was uh anyway um. <laughs> we're really good <laughs> i well they were see against atlanta they were good until they went to gibraltar as yeah, soon as they went to gibraltar and just played themselves hard with the someone hog it just they didn't proceeded to just lose push they lost all momentum that they built up through control and on eichenwald because eichenwald was super close it went into extra rounds but then they waltzed out on the road hog and like Theoretically, I could see I could see the thinking behind it. Like, if you're able to get hooks and get the picks that you need, then it could work. But they, someone just got nothing done. Zero. Yeah. Nothing. He just did nothing. So, outside of Gibraltar, which I think you can give him a pass on that, because it's like, there's no way they do that again. That was just terrible stuff. Yeah. So, I think that they, they're, showing, they're showing against Atlanta, and then they're beating on Paris in the second half of that match. Has them looking pretty good. I would say that that Florida looked like a very good team. Yeah, uh, all things I, considered, I think, I think they potentially, um, potentially, they potentially are above Gladiators going into the tournament. Like uh, standings wise or like skill level wise? wise? I, I, no, standing wise. Standing what, what, wise. Are, what is their upcoming schedule? So they, they play Vancouver, which oh. they should win. Oh. Houston, which they should lose, but they might take a map. Uh, New York XL, which they should win, mm-hmm. I think. And then uh, Washington. Okay. So if they win, if they beat Vancouver, if they beat XL, and they beat Washington. They're four and two. Okay, okay. I guess that is a manageable schedule. Florida just—they found themselves in a really good spot, and I don't think it's a team that like overperformed in the sense that it's like a one-off that they're never that that's actually not how they play. I mean, they—I think they yeah. played pretty well, and they and showed some—they showed some different comps. I mean, they pulled out the Rhine comp on Eichenwald and played Atlanta close, who I would rate as a very very good team after and this week. with as bad as the hog choice was the fact that they were confident enough to pull it to out, pull it out <laughs> i don't I, know I if confidence that, is the word i would use for the, the thought process that went into that team comp it was brilliant it just didn't work out there is a world where they brought it out and and totally dominated um it just isn't our world I, it was not our world. <laughs> One so, thing that was funny about Florida, and this is kind of a side note, um, I was scrolling through Reddit, and there was this interview that popped up that was someone explaining how he got his name. I've seen like, that. And I watched it, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then the next day, I'm watching the Florida play, and the commentators are talking about how he, um, why he chose about someone, name. and they were like, oh, I wonder how he even got that name. And I was like, I know. <laughs> 
Yeah, because he thought he thought he he thought the word meant like anyone, like anybody. Yeah. But then it was like, turns out, no, you're wrong, and buddy. He, and he didn't want to spend. And the he didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to spend the money for the name change. I think that's hilarious. And even his interview with yeah. Danny, he had so much energy in the interview. Like, he yeah, just seems like I, such I a think... fun guy. Yeah, I a, a fun guy. No, he's he's not a mushroom. But gosh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, and, and so I think Florida is going to be a really fun team to watch this I year. I think that I, they, I think, you know, especially because the last, I mean, they've been uh, consistently not one of the top teams. They are a, a solid middle of the pack that you can trust to be middle of the pack. But then there yeah. are some other teams fighting in that lower half bracket, specifically everyone else. So yeah. I want to start. I want to start talking New York. So, what were your thoughts on the NYXL this weekend? I think NYXL have an awesome roster that really didn't look all that good. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, they played the Gladiators in the rain. So it's not like they were playing teams at their skill level. They were playing teams that were miles above them, and they took a map off of the Gladiators. So. I, yeah, I don't think we can hold it too much against them for losing terribly to like top five teams. But I mean, you have good players. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be a top team with Gangnam Jim Yoonbong on support. You have Kellen Tank. You have Yaki Flora. Like, they have the players to be a top team. They just don't have the you know, the depth that some of these Well, and they were also coming but, out on the Yaki Echo, which didn't look terribly great. Like, I would have preferred Yaki to just play Genji or Tracer the whole time. Like, we saw, like, the Outlaws have success with Echo, but I don't think NYXL were, well, and, were and having the, the success. Problem, is, is New York XL, they have the players. It just didn't feel like they were playing the way that they should. You know, they weren't yeah. picking the right characters. They weren't. And so that was the disappointing thing about Excel. And sure, you can say they had a rough schedule, but like, is that really an excuse when you have th these players? Fair I enough. Mean, they're in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're in the league. I just think they had a rough schedule and it wasn't like a fair showing for them, unlike some of the some other teams above them. Like Florida had a good chance because they played against Paris. Had New York played against Paris, I think we would have been able to see a little bit more from them. But, you know, speaking of Paris, how did... Uh, what were your thoughts on, on Paris? The thing about Paris is they looked so good. Oh, wait, let me rephrase that. They made the shock look so good. <laughs> They uh, kind of got stomped. I, they I mean, did get very they, much turbo stomped against the Shock, but then again, so did the other team that played the Shock. I don't yeah. think, I think of all the teams that bottom teams had to play against, I think any Shock games can be just kind of taken and put into a different place in the universe. And we just look at the Mayhem game. Eternal played decently against the mayhem i think that they had a lot of good moments especially glister and naga had some seriously good moments of some pop-off moments and it gave me hope that paris could actually do some things in the coming weeks that being said though florida's not a top team i mean they they looked good but they did lose pretty handily to atlanta so it's like taking a single map off of a middle tier team 
isn't something to be super proud of, you know? And, I and, suppose. I mean, and I guess... And so, I guess in the world of the bottom few teams, yeah, Paris looked okay, I guess. But, like, as a bottom team, you know? Like, I'm not going to put them above NYXL, and I'm not going to put them above Spitfire. Uh, I suppose that's... I guess that's a, a good point. But, I mean, speaking of Spitfire who also got hard-bodied by the shock, but we don't talk about that. Uh, the Spitfire decided they wanted to be Reinhardt one-tricks. I mean, they wanted to... They really discovered their identity. Hotties Reinhardt. And they just rolled out on only that and kind of bodied the Titans, who we to, thought uh, were going to be, like, in the same tier with them. See, I wanted to look at what I said last week, um, and I never got around to it. But I feel like... If I didn't say it, I had thought it at some point that the Spitfire, if they wanted to, if they wanted to win games, they had to do something like this. They had to chung do it. They had to find their meta, ignore what everyone else was playing, and just play to their strengths. And that's exactly that's what they what did. They did. And when they did it, they looked great against Vancouver. And and I mean, they had another game, but we, I mean, they did not look great matter. against the Shock. <laughs> It's the shock, you know. Like, Although to be fair, I mean their Eichenwald second point defense against the shock was pretty good. But look at it this way: what teams three owed other teams this week? You had San Francisco Shock, and you had Houston, Houston Outlaws, and Atlanta. You had Atlanta, and you had Dallas, and you had London. <laughs> Top five yeah, teams right that's a really, really some really good three O company. But the th it wasn't just that they three O'd a team; it was that they three O'd a team that we thought were in the same skill bracket as them. Yeah, which is a really good sign for London. My concern is I don't think this Ryan comp's going to work against good teams. But it doesn't have to. I feel like the Spitfire. Does anyone expect them to make any tournaments? No. I mean, it's if you're, like I mean, what's their what's their upcoming schedule? What do they have in the coming weeks? Yeah, let's uh let's look at this. Ooh, easy. I'm just kidding. Okay. Easy. Actually, not that bad. They will win one of their next four games. What are they maybe. playing? Okay, so uh I'll start at the the sad ones. They have Houston Glads and Atlanta in their next two weeks. Mm -hmm. But they're playing um Boston. So they'll go two and four. Very cool. I don't think that'll be enough to make top eight, but hey. Um, no, but they, they'll they make a little bit of a splash with that. A little bit of a splash. Two wins. Yeah. Hey, at least they'll double That's, their wins from last season in and, the first stage. I will say, at this point, and this is another cool thing, so there's a three-way tie for fifth place in uh, standings. And you have London Spitfire, Florida Mayhem, and Dallas Fuel. Ah, uh, yes, the three London teams that are all the are same. Equal to Fuel and Mayhem. Like, not to say I told you so, but oh, no. I mean, London when you Spitfire when you bring out when you bring out the silly when you bring out the silly comps, <laughs> it works sometimes. And they completely bodied the team that we thought were in the same skill bracket. But speaking of the team they bodied, oh my goodness my eyes after seeing that uprising titans game oh my eyes remember when uh we were doing our standings and you convinced me to put london <laughs> beneath vancouver i well. man yeah this match went to five maps but did we want it to go to five no I, this this match was a clown fest 
of all like neither of these teams look yeah. great. Boston was the, and Vancouver. The Boston Vancouver match was what we thought the London Vancouver. We match thought was. London Vancouver was gonna be this, and we thought Boston was gonna roll over Titans, but that's not what happened. Instead, what we ended up with was I I don't even know. I mean, Boston. My biggest problem with Boston is that they just subbed in and out so many. They played all three of their tank players over the course well, of the two matches. And that was our biggest worry going into the into this uh, tournament cycle was: Are they going to have a consistent roster? What tanks are going to play? Like <laughs> the answer and, and is no. They don't know, and and it's exactly it's the exact worst case scenario I, that we <sighs> talked about with Boston, and the fact that Vancouver looked so bad against London, and they the had to take this was a, a yeah five match, yeah. It just shows how bad Boston is. And I think there's an argument to be made that Boston is right there with Vancouver at the bottom of the table. It just didn't look great. And, I mean, Vancouver looked horrible against London's rush comps. And then when they were playing the meta stuff, they just looked they looked so average to below average. Neither of these teams showed any – I mean, yeah, Boston took a map off of Glad's, but so did New York. And, I mean, this – Everyone's just going to take maps off of Glad's. But the fact that Vancouver needed to take five, and they also see nine to the last map as well. I, oh. Yeah. I, this match just hurt. It hurt to watch, and neither of these teams, I don't, they, is there any hope for either of these teams? I don't think so. Unless, no. I think there's hope for Boston if they figure out their roster. If they can figure out who they want to run when, I think they could start bringing it to a team like London and they might be able to take it to Paris and NYXL? Maybe. Probably not. Um, but they're still going to get bodied by the top teams. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how their match against London goes. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah, I I just, they need to figure out their roster because all three of their tanks played. They subbed in MCD once for Crimzo for who knows what reason. And then Victoria came in and out for Striker, but like they have the same hero pool. I guess Victoria's a better sniper, but it just, I, I this team need, didn't have any consistency with their roster. I mean, they would sub in like three players every other map, and it would just be really weird. Yeah, well, and they have like this huge amount of players, but the champion pool isn't as deep as it should be in that case. Like, they would switch out characters, but I mean, players. Players but but they, to play the play same, same heroes. Yeah, I, I don't like, know what boston will look like moving forward but vancouver at the very least i how vancouver played i think that's how that's just Van, the vancouver we're gonna get and that's not very yeah. inspiring so i don't i don't really know what to say about those bottom those those two in particular because at least london showed that they have a strat that works and paris and new york showed signs of life in their in their losses like they weren't they weren't dead in the water they at least showed yeah. some but, like, Vancouver and Boston, I don't even – those two yeah. just worry the heck out of me. So we'll just, we'll just let them – we'll let them – we'll let them sit in their in their bottom – in their bottom bits. But in order to, to do that, I think we need to do totally – totally timely power rankings after the first week because we totally know what happened this week. And we can totally rank all these teams, right? Right? Oh, yeah. Surely. Easily. See, I think I think we start with the APAC power rankings. I think we uh, we move these around a little bit after zero matches. 
Yeah, I think Kung Fu moves their way all the way above Shanghai. All the, all of the way, one spot above Shanghai. Because in uh, singular place. Because if I learned anything from this week, it's that top teams disappoint. Fair enough. So currently, when we look at the power rankings that we've got, uh, is when I'm when I Glads are not number one. I don't know what we were smoking. A little bit. Yeah. If if I'm looking at number one, I part of me wants to say shock because they were so dominant, but they played bottom feeders. So yeah. I don't trust them as much, but I think the rain, I think Atlanta would be the number one team because they yeah, beat it's, it's Florida and be Florida awkward. Florida was better competition than Paris or Boston or uh Boston for shock. I think Boston. it's gonna be either shock or or the rain. We'll have to see how this next week goes uh, i i think i but i think it, it's at least after this week's showing because rain played yeah they beat nyxl which doesn't really count but they they beat florida and i think because florida is a mid-table team versus paris and the, and the spitfire for shock i don't i think shock needs to show a little bit more to say yeah. that they're top so i think atlanta won shock two is good and i think we're probably safe to put titans dead last right yeah. Okay, I, I so we have we have our bookend set, and now we have this chaos in the middle. So I have no idea what to do with slots three through seven, because Glad's did go two zero, but Glad's look shaky. So I don't feel comfortable putting them above Fuel or even the Outlaws. No, oh, so I would go Fuel Outlaws Glad's. Fuel Outlaws Glad's. I okay. Yep. I I think I can agree with that, and then and then Glad's. And then I would put Toronto underneath the Glads. I could see that, yeah. I would go Toronto Justice. Uh, yeah, I'd I would go. Put, would you put Florida above Justice? Over Florida, I I think I'd put Florida over Justice. Ah, uh, I mean, did they 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 didn't play any comparative strength teams though? Who else did Justice play? Justice they got, played. They got bodied by Fuel and then beat Defiant, but Defiant beat Outlaws. But I think Defiant. Justice got lucky because I don't think the Defiant that Justice played was the same Defiant that played the Outlaws. And like well, Florida... It's got to be Florida Justice or Justice Florida. I, I think those two, it's like either way, not enough information. I, 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 would, I would put Florida... above. Put I, you know what? I want to put Florida... Let's put Florida above Justice. Let's, put Florida. let's put Florida above Justice. I would say I would put New York Paris as the next two. I'd put New York, London. New York, London. You think London are better than Paris? I think London are better than Paris. See, I feel right. like if London and Paris played each other, Paris would just opt into the Reinhardt duel. <laughs> and I think Spitfire would win because they've been uh, playing. Yeah, it. but I mean, you don't think that Glister would be able to would. Like that Glister and Naga would be able to do enough to prevent Spitfire from getting a lot done. I think it would be close. So, but we both agree that New York is un, is under justice, though, yeah, right? Yeah, that New York is the top of that bottom five. Yeah, New York, New York is is better than the other. Five. Okay, well, let's. So we so Titans is dead last. I would put Boston in twelfth, right? Like, surely, there's yeah. no way they're better than Paris or London. No way. No. And then you have uh, Europe Watch. Europe right? Watch, and then New York. So Europe Watch, New England, 
and then you have Florida. And I think Washington and Florida are like the same rank, and I think Toronto yeah. is edges them slightly out. And yeah, Glad's went two and zero, but man, do I feel way better about Outlaws and Fuel than I do about Glad's. Like, yeah. I, I, I would need to see Glad's play somebody like Mayhem or Defiant. Because if the Gladiators played Mayhem or Defiant, or even Justice, I think we'd get a really good idea of what their actual power level is. Because they played Boston and New York. Like, come on. And they dropped maps to them, too. So, uh-uh. Nope. I, I don't think that they can go any higher than than fifth right now. Yeah. But this bottom, this bottom three or four is just a mess. It's rough. It's such, it's such a mess. But Except London is going to emerge out of it. You think London? I mean, so currently, if 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 the standings were based on our power rankings, it's top eight, right? So, so justice and up. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that, and I I mean, I could also I, see justice slipping because they're the justice and have a history of just forgetting how to play the video game. But I yeah. mean, if any of those bottom teams were to jump up, it would be New York, Paris, or London. And if London did it, it would just be because they just beat people with the Rhine comp. But they aren't they aren't playing bad teams in the coming weeks. Yeah, they're playing Boston, yeah. but I don't think two and four is enough for top eight. There's no way. There's no yeah. way. Speaking of upcoming weeks, you ready to make some predictions? For... Some predictions. So we've got some matches that we that are well, okay. So we've picked four of the thirteen matches for next week to do preds, and half of them have the potential to just be like like eye bleach potentially, and then the other two are actual probably certified bangers. So we're gonna start with the potential eye bleach matches. So the first one is NYXL Titans. Realistically, is there is there any way the Titans win this match? Yeah, so what's gonna happen? And this is how it's going to happen. New York, uh, Yaki is going to have uh, <laughs> a nosebleed that's so bad it keeps him out of playing the game. So they play and 4v5? So Vulcan, so Vulcan plays DPS. And so you have Vulcan Flora no. on the DPS line. And then they get totally diffed by Shockwave Psycho. No, NYXL's taking that one, surely, right? Like, we're, we're in yeah, agreement there. NYXL. I think, But I think <laughs> Titans could take a map off them. I don't think it'll be a 3-0. I think yeah, it, no, I, I think it, it's either a 3-1 or a 3-2. I don't think it'll go to map 5. I think Titans will just boom themselves. I think it'll be a 3-1, though. I think New York will choke somewhere along the way. But it's, there's, there's no, the Titans, there's, I mean, oh, no. <laughs> I don't have a yeah. whole lot of faith in this team doing anything. And when you when you they lose to when you lose to Boston, who is probably the next closest team to you, like they're uh uh-uh. well and their upcoming matches, so outside of New York, they're playing Florida, Atlanta, San Francisco, Glads, and Houston. They play Are their next they games? play they play San Francisco. Oh my goodness, if you yeah. guys... Oh my goodness, if we want to see a stomping of epic proportions, there's your oh, stomp. The, yeah, the same week, they play Atlanta and San Francisco. Oh, that's a great... Yeah, no, the Titans... I, I, really... I feel so sad for this team. NYXL <laughs> are going to beat them, and it's just going to be sad. But the next match, I think, is a little more interesting. So Boston Uprising, London Spitfire, right next to each other in the standings. Uh... I'm I'm on I'm on the the EU train. Are you? 
yeah. Uh, I think so. The problem with Boston is like, I feel like if any team in the bottom half should be able to handle Spitfire, it should be Boston because they have mm-hmm. the depth that they can have people that are just focusing on playing characters that counter the Ryan comp. But is Boston going to do that? No, no. there's no way. I there's think... no way they prep for the London. Match I mean, if London really steamroll yet. Vancouver three zero, I don't see why there's no. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to steamroll Boston, who barely beat Vancouver. Yeah. That being said, if if they if teams haven't been scrimming with London and teams didn't expect London to come out with the Rhine, mm-hmm. there's a chance that because Boston now knows if they didn't know before. They can't even if figure out their own know. roster. You think they're going to be able to figure out Ryan comms? Like I said, I'm I'm on the Spitfire. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm on the Spitfire. Place. I'm on the airplane. But there is a chance that Uprising get their crap together and... Make it a 3-2 instead of a 3-1. Yeah, or potentially win. You know, you never know. I, I, I think know. this this is definitely and... going to be the closer of these two bottom bottom half matches. But I think if unless Uprising has gotten their their crap together spitfire is probably just gonna roll them like they did vancouver but i think it'll be a fun game to watch it'll be a fun game to watch that's the thing spitfire this year as long as they're running this kind of comp Mm -hmm. i think they'll be fun to watch yeah they'll be fun to watch but they're definitely they'll definitely take that match but now that we've got potential eye bleach out of the way now now we get to the certified bangers of the week so we're gonna start with dallas fuel versus los angeles gladiators i i'm taking the fuel in this matchup what say ye just because it'll make me look so much better next week if this happens gladiators okay we're so see i'm going with the fuel because i think that their week one was just kind of it wasn't really the Dallas fuel, and they looked better against Washington. And I just don't trust the Gladiators after. I think I, so. I, Gladiators, their biggest issue this week was communication. It was team organization. Fighting. And I think that they have potential to get that together. Yeah, but week. I mean, I look at the Dallas when I place these rosters next to each other. Dallas is just better on paper. In theory, but they aren't even playing the comps that they should be good at. Like, they aren't looking good on the comps that they should look good at. I, I, so I just like... don't trust the Glads. They, I just don't. When you drop a map to Boston and you're supposed to be a top five team, like, that doesn't look very good. Yeah, but dropping a map, it's whatever, you know? So we're split We're split in the middle. I, I think it'll be a five mapper, though, regardless of which way it goes. I think it could be. This should yeah. be a five map, just a super good series. So we thought that about the Outlaws Fuel game. It's true. Uh, Fuel could, if Fuel come out and just face plant again, I'm going to lose. I'm just going to never play them again. So so it's going to be a 3 0 Gladiators win. And uh, yeah. No, it'll be a 3 2. When that's the case, I'm going to come with purple face paint. Purple face paint, shields up. Okay. Now, then the last match that we're predding, this could also. Should also be another really good match. Houston Outlaws versus San Francisco Shock. What? Uh, what's What's your take on this match? Uh, what? How far into the week is this? Let, this is this is Friday. This is the second match Friday, so it's early on in the week. It's the two thirty. Okay. It's so the it's, it's the, the one. 
It's the one thirty Pacific time match on Friday. Yeah. Okay, so with that being the case, I think first map goes to Houston. Uh, you're just gonna you're gonna break it down for us before you tell yeah. me your prediction. Oh, so, the shock lose the first map. They lose control. Shock lost control. We know. Shock lost control. <laughs> it was it was two zero. They get two would on control. Oh, a two zero on control. Okay. Yeah, but then proper goes sicko they mode. Reverse sweep, and it's uh they win three one. I don't think that's. I I think you're. I I think so your definition. I was a, like, a, I think your definition of reverse sweep but, needs some help. So you think it's three one no, shock? No, no. So it, it's a three one shock. They lose the first map and then they win the next. Okay, three. very interesting. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm snuffing the hopium. I'm gonna go. I'm going. I'm 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 on the outlaws train. I and, think and this it, is a five up, map. Uh, side question: uh, What state are you from? I don't think I need to divulge <laughs> that information. I don't think I need to say there's no bias here. No, but in all all seriousness, I think this will be a good match regardless. Yeah. It, but because well, but what worries me is that the Defiant showed that there are weaknesses in the Outlaws comp. But I would trust Junkbuck and Jake to work on that. And because I if they come into the shock match and just one trick Dante Doomfist, no, it's over. Proper. I mean, if if Finale's Tracer, if Finale's Tracer can help shut down Dante's Doomfist, Proper's Tracer is gonna run circles around Dante's Doomfist. Well, and Jake is aware. Like, I don't know if you saw, but he even tweeted. Yeah, he tweeted that they're that gonna match, they're gonna make like, some work. Was my bad. So I properly. I'm just gonna pred the outlaw because there's gonna be an upset next week. There's gonna be an upset next week, and I feel like this this could be the upset. And do you know what that upset's gonna be? Um, All the Houston fans that got their hopes up. We already had the hopes. The hopes of the Houston fans were already dashed when they lost to Toronto. So it's not like we look like the the Outlaws look good. I think it'll be a close match, at least hopefully. But here, what if? What if we're actually in the Shadow Realm and the Outlaws three zero the Shock? What if, hypothetically? Okay, Houston fan. I mean, they 3-0 Dallas. I mean, anything's possible. And it's not like the Shock played very good teams last week. The Shock is the only team. Yeah, they're the only team that hasn't lost a single map. No, the Outlaws have Junk Buck. He'll have Krusty's number. Haven't dropped a single map. What? Whatever. So those are the Preds. So now we're going to end the week on a... On, on the play of the week, and I, I, I don't think there can be any other any other play here. I, I think it has to be the uh, the totally legal the illegal maneuver, maneuver the illegal maneuver <laughs> over Florida Mayhem doing the the tech over the the they just wanted the to show Royal. they just wanted to show that they could win the map twice. <laughs> They actually won 4-1 against Paris Eternal, winning Circuit Royal twice. Yeah, I It was so there. funny because <laughs> they just come out with this creativity. I was watching I was watching the Avast Companion stream, and they had D-Pay on. And as soon as Mayhem did this, D-Pay immediately was like, wait a minute. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> but yeah, and you what, messaged me, and I was like, well, they, they're still going. What was even funnier was, so like Gunba tweeted... 
saying that like he was they were they were not aware of the rule that they broke that they weren't allowed to use exploits which bull crap there's no way they didn't know come on but what was so funny was all the copy pasta that came out of it Mitch Mitch retweeted this one. My 10-month-year-old was watching this match when Mayhem abused that exploit. She turned to me and said, Daddy, why does the overfraud league let teams use such an exploitative strategy? I had tears in my eyes as I had to explain to her the realities of life. Thank God for the refs. It was so funny. But what was even funnier was during like the 30-minute break. I swear it was like 30 minutes just to reset the map. The Mayhem tweeted that, like, if this tweet gets a 1,000 likes, we'll do it again. And then they came out on the second attack and put the Maywall and the SimTP up, but didn't use it. But that play alone makes me so, like, I think the Mayhem are going to be a fun team. Well, they're going to be fun to watch. You know, their interviews were fun. They seem like a cool team. Like, if if you want a solid middle-tier team to get your hopes up for, only to be dashed later in the year. We got to get on the Goomba. the Gunba Goop, just get on it. Get on the Gunba Goop train. Just huff it, huff the copium. I think that they'll be a, just a fun, a fun team to pull. I mean, though it didn't work, no. Who else played Roadhog? Even though it didn't work, I just love the Roadhog. I think the Mayhem are going to be such a fun team this season. And they just they gave me so much hope. They pulled out they pulled out a pro gamer move that got called back and then still won the map afterwards. Like this oh, yeah. will be a fun team. But that that is week one in a nutshell. We had some crazy matches. We had teams just doing their thing, namely the Houston Outlaws. But we had some upsets in the form of Dallas forgetting how to play the video game and Proper just showing he is a god, along with every Ana player in the league, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm just so happy that the Overwatch League is back. It's been too long. We've been in a winter was here, but now, now here we are. Spring has come. the The waters of just nourishment. We're gonna all be revitalized by six months of Overwatch that goes until at least November. So yeah. strap in. Who knows what's gonna happen? And side note: if you are still listening to us, thank you. We really appreciate. We really it. do appreciate Go listening ahead and to these. Give this video just smash that like i button. hate you so much <laughs> and uh feel free to comment um subscribe if you want you know it's whatever oh right. no uh, and then uh also if you haven't had these yet they <laughs> make girl scout thin mint pretzels not a sponsor you're over here just but, plugging the food oh but my seriously, goodness the world that's not your mom's your cooking face. We're only sponsored by your mom's cooking. Put that away. Put it away. Get it out of my sight. I don't I don't know what's happening. We'll catch every we'll catch all of you guys next week after week it 2. Week. Hope you have a wonderful weekend of matches ahead of you just like we do. We hope that you enjoy it and we'll see you all next week.